Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am really, really excited to share with you today that we have Dr. Laura Fortner with us. And Dr. Fortner is an OBGYN who's practiced medicine for over 21 years. And she's a speaker and an expert in litigation stress. She helps physicians thrive through medical malpractice suits. And she's deeply passionate about this taboo subject and is making change to normalize it. Welcome, Dr. Fortner. Thanks for having me, Robin. I'm super honored to be here today. So excited that you're here. So let's get to it. Let's hear how you got to this place where you're helping doctors on this incredibly important subject of medical malpractice. You know, how did you get to this space? Yeah, so I've been an OBGYN for 21 years, and I have been plagued with one lawsuit basically my entire career, and it has run the gamut. It has been several years still ongoing. You know, while I won't give any details of the case, I do know the emotional roller coaster that I have been on in the journey to heal myself. I think as physicians, we go through our training and that phrase, do no harm. And the, the side of us that is perfectionistic, that there can be no errors, or even if there was no error, I think we, we embed who we are with what we do. And so this one thing had plagued me for so long. And I was on a journey of self-healing myself to overcome the emotional pain and struggle and stress that it gave me on top of all the other stressors that we have in medicine. And along the way, I found coaching, I found brain science thought work. And that's the one thing that helped me overcome and be able to thrive 
through the process of this malpractice litigation that is still ongoing today. So it's, I'm on the other side of it, thank goodness. It is taking me such a long time to find something that has really worked for me. And so I woke up over this past several months just feeling the urge to help others do this do this, get through medical malpractice litigation. There are no resources for us. And I think our doctor's mentality is we should be able to get over it. I mean, we, we think we are, can get over everything. We're very resilient people. We're the extreme beings of saying we're, we're fine when we're not, and we just keep going. And I wanted to create awareness One of the biggest problems with this issue of physicians getting sued is the fact that we are not allowed to talk about it. It is so taboo. And we are told by our lawyers not to talk about the details of our case, but we certainly can talk about the emotions and how it is affecting us. And that entity alone is what causes us, if we don't reach out, we don't get help, causes us so much distress. And in what you do, Robin, like the the whole, the adding this on top of all the other stressors that we go through in our profession, just sometimes tips us over the edge to really increase risk of physician suicide. So this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I don't want a physician to suffer like I did. It took me forever to find something to get help. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Wow. Yeah. And, and this, you're saying that you're still in the suit. So share with us your suit began when? Yeah. So gosh, I think it about eight years ago wow. and it went through a dismissal, then a reopening, mm-hmm. then a trial, and now it's mm-hmm. on appeals. And it's what I've learned through the coaching and through how I help people through this is no matter what outcome happens with this case, it doesn't define who I am and I'm at peace with that, whatever that is. And I think as we go along, when these things happen to us, it's very hard for us because the emotional reactions that we get, anger is probably one of the biggest reactions that we start with. Fear, fear of loss of income, fear of our reputation getting damaged, fear of that, you know, the National Practitioner Data Bank and what that will look like, fear of malpractice rate insurance going up, our income, all that stuff. And then shame. And shame starts getting created because we're not allowed to talk about it. And it is, we carry this around. And the funny thing is, if you look at the stats, if you know the stats that we know, if you are in a high risk specialty, your chance of being named in a lawsuit is 99% by the age of 65. High risk specialties are like the surgeries, the OBGYNs, the emergency room, low risk specialties, family medicine, pediatrics, all that. 75% chance by the age of 65 to be named in a lawsuit. So it is so common. It's actually normal, (laughs) but no one's talking about how normal this is and helping us as physicians prepare for when this will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know more. I would say I I know more doctors than not that have been named in lawsuits. I, I mentioned to you before we started chatting that I've been named in lawsuits. My husband's been named in lawsuits and we both were named in suits where he actually made the correct diagnosis in every single lawsuit. But 
when there's something like a delay in diagnosis where maybe a patient doesn't get the care that you recommend or something happened along the way and things are found out later, every single person who was involved in that suit, involved in that case is named initially. And then it takes time, but the damage is still there. You know, all those things you talked about, the anger and the fear and the shame, they still show their ugly faces. Even years later, when you were found that you did nothing wrong and you had it dropped and it really, it does affect how you show up every day and it affects your ability to do the job that you set out to do, you know, because you've got all those thoughts that you were talking about, you know, going on in your brain that nobody, nobody tells you how to work with, right? I didn't have the tools that you're talking about way back then. Right. And you start telling ourselves a story of maybe we're not good enough. Maybe we're not mm-hmm. good doctors. Yeah. You know, because what happens is we've sacrificed our entire lives for medicine. Most of us mm-hmm. have been giving of ourselves to others for such a period of time. I mean, we missed for steps of our kids, countless family events, countless things in our lives that were important to us, we missed for others. And then when this happens, it's like we mix up who we are with what we do. And it's so deeply embedded in us. I mean, other, obviously other corporations and things get sued malpractice wise, right? Insurance companies, lawyers, like all of that, they don't have the same emotional distress that we go through because of how we have embedded this, who we are with what we do. And, you know, I wanted to point out that litigation stress, the definition of that is these emotional reactions. And you can have these emotions. And like I said, the most common are anger, fear, and shame, but helplessness also out of control. And, and you can also have the physical symptoms as well, right? Like the upset, the palpitations, the, you know, just, you know, physical responses as well. And litigation stress can go from very, you know, mild symptoms. And most of us, 95% of us suffer from litigation stress when we get named in a lawsuit, 95% of physicians. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, most of us go through this and it can tip over into something called malpractice, medical malpractice, stress syndrome, MMSS. And that is recognized in the DSM. Wow. That's an actual thing. So for those of you who are non-physicians who are listening, I know a lot of physicians and healthcare practitioners listen, but just to explain what you just said is that there's an actual diagnosis for the symptoms that physicians experience, whether they're right or wrong, but just by being named in a lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's so important to have this understanding and to know this knowledge and get the word out. And I really just want to normalize the conversation so that we can create change for the future and the future docs that are coming in. I believe we can really help make headway maybe with medical malpractice reform or something so that we are healing the healers and taking care of the healers as well. Yeah, it's so important what you're doing. Like I said, years ago, we didn't have these tools and it's very demoralizing to be named in a suit. And even when you realize you made the right diagnosis and you're dropped, you still carry that with you. So without the appropriate, like you said, the thought work, it can stay with you for a really long time. And as you had mentioned, it can even lead to suicidal ideation and even suicide. So it's really, really important to get this out there, to normalize it, as you said. In one of my practices, we even had 
buffer time built into the schedule because it was so common for somebody to be out because of a lawsuit that there was actual buffer time (laughs) built in. And you knew that if you were off, you might get called in for that kind of thing because it's so common, right? It's so common. Yeah. 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 So I think one of the things that we can do is really just have this education and that there's help. What I do is I help people learn, these physicians learn how to take those thoughts that they're having because of this circumstance and help them rewire their brain, rewire those thoughts so that they can be at peace. They can thrive through medical malpractice and they can have that joy, that confidence back because I think a lot of us start to self-doubt. We play defensive medicine. After this happens, we start, you know, second guessing all of the diagnosis that we're doing, you know, and not that some of that is healthy, but some of it is unhealthy when it continues down that path. And like you said, it stays with you for years. So this is where I'm, I'm really on a mission to help these physicians get through it and navigate their way when there are no resources right now for this. Yeah. And I love how you talked about just really separating the the human, the person from the, from what happened, right? So the person isn't, isn't, isn't any different. It just happens to be that they're named in a lawsuit, right? It's not that we're labeling ourselves, which is what we tend to do. So you're a bad doctor. You're horrible. You made this terrible mistake, or you potentially made this terrible mistake, right? But it's, I'm this, this human, this whole person, this really good person. And it just so happens that I was named in this lawsuit and really being able to separate that. So I loved how you talked about how you can just separate the person from what's going on, because that's really what's happening. When we put these labels on ourselves, it's very, very devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, what's so funny is it sounds very easy, right, Robin? When oh, you no. To separate out like but it's not. I mean, as you, I, I had searched for years and years and years to help these thoughts and help myself recover. And like every doctor thought I could just get over it and just bounce back and keep going. And the problem is, is that, that those emotions keep coming up, those thoughts keep coming up. And until you, you know, get the knowledge and the tools to really help separate that out, you know, um, it sounds very simple, but it is it's work. It's thought work. But when you put yourself through that thought work, you can be a whole new person on the other side of it and actually use this as fuel for a better life, right? And a better, better practice, loving your patients more, loving your family more, those kind of things. Yeah. So it doesn't just stay at the workplace, right? So you mentioned initially that it makes it difficult for you to do your job. You start questioning yourself, questioning your abilities, wondering if, you know, you're making the wrong diagnosis because, well, maybe that was the wrong diagnosis that I'm getting sued for, right? If you don't really know the answer yet. So it becomes difficult to actually be that good doctor, put that cape on, really make those those important decisions. But it also trickles down to your family and your friends and every single person you come in contact with, the person at the grocery store, you know, the postal worker. I mean, it's, it's how you show up. It really affects how you show up in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And the data does show the effects of malpractice claims on relationships, demise, you know, the increase in divorce rate in this subgroup and the increase in, you know, difficulties like office staff will say how this, this position has changed. Like 
it really does trickle throughout your entire life. It's not just one entity that you can compartmentalize because we think about it. What happens is when this happens and we get served papers, we think about it all the time Mm -hmm. and it's hard to shut it off. And that's what we teach is learn how to shut that off, learn how to rewire, learn how to, you know, change those thoughts to improve your entire life for the rest of your being. So, yeah. And you can use those tools outside of this as well. So whatever you're learning, Mm -hmm. you can put it into work for other parts of your life. So it's pretty amazing work. I know I, I love life coaching. It was also really transformative for me. I'm so glad that you are in this space, helping doctors in this way, which is so incredibly needed. I understand that you give a really wonderful talk that it's called Good Docs Get Sued. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So I've been speaking at conferences and in front of physician groups. And so I put together a presentation about good docs get sued. We, I talk about the stats, all the you know litigation, what that means, and how to get through that. So it's you know it's something that I I love to do. I love to speak. So that's something that you know if anyone's interested in, I'm happy to share that. I've been doing that quite quite often. Do you do that virtually? Do you do that in person? Is it both? Both, both. both. So yes. Okay. So whatever fits the need. Yep. Okay. So. If you could just leave our docs who are listening to you with one important pearl, what would you love to share with them? I think that the thing is, is you can, you can take your power back. This is not out of your control. I think that this is where a lot of us go down the path of blaming and thinking we have no control over this and many things in our system, we feel this way. And this kind of tips us over the edge. But if I told you that you could take, you could learn how to take your power back and be able to have the life that you really are looking for and get on the other side of this case. And if you're suffering and having lots of thoughts of suffering, reach out and get help. The other pearl is get help, get help, get hoping and get healing. Because here's the thing we as doctors don't want to reach out. I know we have those applications where they ask us those crazy questions about our mental health and all the things. And I think one of the wonderful things about me is, and um, working with me is I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. And so it's different. You don't have to answer those questions, you know, like that you're seeing a therapist or you're, you know, so I think that's one unique thing. And I think the other thing is like, really knowing, gosh, if here's the thing, healing can take place just by sharing your story in front of an empathetic and compassionate person that's been through the same thing. Yeah. And that just reaching out can be the one transformational thing that you decide to do that can change your life for the better. And we are not perfect. We're human. And I would just say, get help, get hoping and get healing. I love it. And I'm so glad that you're in this space. Thank you so much for doing this. It's incredibly important. And where has it been? Work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so if you want, if you want any information or if you, I I at least have, you know, the most common myths that we suffer from in medical malpractice, like what are the most common myths in medical malpractice? So you can go to my website and get that if you'd like. It's the medmalcoach.com. 
medmalcoach.com. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Is there any other link? Make sure you put the. Okay. Yeah. The medmalcoach.com. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And are you reachable in any other way or you want people to reach you through your website? Are you on social media? Yeah. You know, you can reach me through the website or LinkedIn is really the best platform for me on social media, but you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, but LinkedIn is the most, the easiest way to find me. Okay. And is it by your name or is it the MedMal coach by your name? Dr. Laura Fortner. Okay. Dr. Laura Fortner. And on your other platforms as well? Instagram version of that. Yeah. Dr. Laura, Laura Fortner. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I will put links to all of your social media accounts and to your website in the show notes for anyone who wants to reach out to you. I want to thank you so much for being here and for being so brave and courageous to take what you've experienced, to take how you've helped yourself and to now make it into something helping others. It's really, really wonderful. So thank you. Thanks, Robin. And I really appreciate you having me on today. Oh, it's my pleasure and it's my honor. And so I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking time to care for amazing you. And remember to be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?